When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Sitting around with That's Rather Cavaliers crew. About to chop it up with this off-season Cavs deal. Hey, thanks for listening to us and watching us. Like we've said before, you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Check out all our stuff, like us, follow us, and subscribe and listen, because we appreciate it, and we're moving forward. That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Podcast. So tonight, sitting with the crew, my main man, Tate Boy Fresh, and BP, going to chop it up and break it up about this guy called Evan Mobley. For the Cleveland Cavaliers. Take boy fresh. What's cracking, man? What's going on this evening? Big G, BP, what's up, fellas? It's good to get back with y'all, man. It's been a few days since we did this. It's nice to get in the studio and chop it up about the Cavs, man. We're trying to keep this content going for all our Cavalier fans out there and just, you know, talk basketball. I mean, we're about to go heavy into talking football because it's that time of year. And I know we got it's it's funny we're both all Cavs fans but we got two Steelers fans here and one Browns fans here mm. but you know <laughs> hey you guys still my boys nonetheless BP <laughs> <laughs> BP what's cracking man we know you love the Cavs and the Browns but we're here to talk about the Cavs tonight but so what's going on man oh how you guys doing it's good to be on with you again and uh it'll be interesting tonight to sort of chop it up on Evan Mobley the up-and-coming power forward for the Cavs for sure, for sure. Hey, listen, so we're going to get to this first bullet point or talk point about E3, our player analysis of the guy. I just want to give ask you guys a quick take. What do you think about Evan Mobley? Just year two with him moving forward with the Cavs, and what did you get out of this season? Tate, I'm going to start with you. Just talk to me a little bit about Evan and what he did this season for the Cavs. Yeah, man. Well, you guys know we talked about in other shows, you guys have made potential – 
hypothetical trades for Evan Mobley. I think Evan Mobley is untradeable for players 20, 22 and under. Mm. Um, maybe, I, you know, we, we put a poll up the other day, Big G, in the That's Rather Cavalier Facebook page. Yeah. Because you mentioned uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Anthony Edwards from Minnesota, who's also 22. Evan Mobley, Evan Mobley's a month older than him. Yes. And so we got we got a lot of traction with that when people might consider a lot of people would consider trading Mobley for Ant Ant Anthony Richards. Anthony, no, Anthony, that's the quarterback. Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, yeah. But my thoughts on Evan Mobley, man, you know, real quick, I mean, I think I think this past year we've got the stats up on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. Mm. Hey, pull hey, shout out to Ma doing the production for us. Pull those up, Ma. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, he averaged this past year. He averaged sixteen point two points per game. Pull it back up, Ma. Sixteen point two points per game, nine rebounds. Can I read through the stats, Ma? <laughs> it's just moving fast. Two point eight assists. Two point eight assists with a player. Well, we talked about the pie last week. Player. Yeah. Player efficiency rating, basically, what is what it is? It's twelve point four. 12-point, and you know, for for elite players, that should be up above 15, 16. Correct. I think Donovan Mitchell's past year was 20. Yeah. Um, But no, I think, but I also think Evan Mobley's growth was stunted a little bit because of the acquisition of Donovan Mobley. Mm. You know, those shots he was going to be getting in year two with him and Garland and maybe Levert leading the offense. Mm. Well, M Mitchell comes in and, and takes up a lot of that air, as he should. He's an all-star player, all-NBA player, as he should. They have to learn to play together better. Like we said in, in episode two about Darius Garland, the uh, the usage rating for Evan Mobley was 20%. Garland was like 23 and Don Mitchell was like 25. Yeah. Maybe even Don Mitchell was like 27. I forgot that quick from the other show. But they all need to be around 25. Mobley, he made first team all defense this year. He's the he's only the he's only the the second player, well he's the first player since 1997 Tim Duncan to make first team all defense in their first two years. Correct. So Correct. that's a Duncan comparable right there. We know what we all think of Tim Duncan. Not saying Evan, Evan Mobley's Tim Duncan, but some of the comparisons you get are Duncan s Chris Bosh s Anthony Davis esque. Uh, my favorite is Kevin Garnett, but he just didn't have that mentality as Garnett. I wish he, you could turn on a switch and you can work on your game. You can't work on your mentality. You are who you are. But yeah. I'm a big fan of Evan Mobley, man. I think he shoots up uh, in his third year here. I think he's in the offseason already working out, getting getting stronger, getting bigger, working on his game. I'm a fan of Evan Mobley. For sure. BP, man, talk to me a little bit about what you saw with Evan Mobley this last year. And just give me a recap of how you think he did compared to his usage from year one to year two. Yeah, I mean, Mobley's stats, his first year in the NBA, he scored averaged uh, 15 a game with eight, about 8.7 rebounds. This year, he averaged 16 points a game with nine rebounds. And his one thing that stands out to me was his field goal percentage was up considerably from 51% to 55%. He also, um, you know, I think he should be shooting more. He only gets about 12 shots a game, which mm. that was that happened in his first year and also in the second year. Again, what uh, Tate said, you know, because Donovan Mitchell came on board, that has definitely stifled some of uh, Mobley's growth. 
I think yeah. he would have had a much bigger year if, if Mitchell wasn't on the team. But I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell and have a better team than, you know, just having Mobley have great stats. So yeah. he's putting up winning statistics. He's blocking, you know, about one and a half shots a game. His rebounds are good. One thing, his three-point shooting got worse this year, so that is of a concern where, you know, everybody wants a stretch four in today's NBA. Mm -hmm. And so his three-point shooting went from 25% his first year down to 21.5% this year. His three-point shooting does look pretty bad to, you know, like especially to the naked eye when, you know, I don't even want him shooting threes. But, you know, he these guys, are they want these guys to shoot threes. I don't even know if it's in the cards for him to shoot more threes. If you're only shooting 21%, you know, that's almost like a wasted possession. So, mm. uh, and in the playoffs he did, he really did stumble quite a bit. We'll go into that further, but he only scored 10 points a game in the playoffs, which was very disappointing. Yeah. Hey, so uh, it sounds like Mobley is definitely ready to improve and jump. So I'm going to ask both of you guys, what is the biggest strength that you see that he can build on moving forward as a Cavalier? Tate, what is his strength and what can he continue to build on? What is his base and what can he grow as a player? How can he grow as a player? Well, man, his 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 his, his base, his baseline right now, that's his floor, right? Yeah. Your, your, your baseline is your floor. Mm -hmm. So averaging 16 and 9 with three assists a game, that's a great baseline. That's a great floor for any player. That's a starter on any team, right? C correct. But but we want him to tap into that 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 elite potential. Mm. potential that he has. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, two-time MVP, all-defensive player, Milwaukee Bucks, we all know Giannis. Yeah. Said there's no reason Evan, Evan Mobley can't be the best player in the NBA in, in the near future. True. And I and, and I don't dispute that. The mm. two things I think he needs to, to really work on to ascend to that level and reach that level, mm. he needs to gain strength. Mm. I think that's number one. And I'm I'm gonna piggyback off what 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 BP just said, man. BP don't want him shooting threes, but in today's game, that's kind of the game. I mean, Brooke Lopez is an All NBA center, and he he shoots the three great. He didn't shoot it great when he first came to the league, but he worked on it, and now he he's an efficient three point shooter. I think that just I think that just opens up everything for the Cavs offense if you have a big out there that can shoot the three. You're gonna and then when Evan Mobley, and we're gonna talk about this later too. I think when Evan Mobley is better without Jared Allen on the floor. Mm. Jared Allen is a defensive anchor, but offensively, the Cavs are going to work better when they have a stretch five, and they they can have a a, a four that's that that's the three and D guy. It don't got to be a three and D guy. He can be a goon. That guy can be a goon. Yeah, you know what I mean. Be the yeah. banger. Be the be the you know the attitude bringer on the team and things like that. But yeah, if Evan Mobley works on his overall strength and body weight, say he puts on 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. And where it gets that three point percentage up from 21, which is not good, like BP said. But if you got a five that's shooting 30, 32 percent, that's doable. That opens up all kinds of opportunities for Mitchell, Garland, Levert, whoever, whoever's out there on the floor with him. For sure. Great points, Tate. BP, man, we're talking about the strength of the young fella. He's 22. Well, he's going to be 22 in June. What is his basement and where is he headed? I think what Tate said, you know, he's shown that his basement is, you know, 16 points a game, nine rebounds, you know, one and a half to two blocks. When you look at, you know, Giannis and Antetokounmpo, and this guy was averaging 13 points a game his first couple of years. Same thing with Chris Bosh. So right now, Mobley's ahead of those two guys when you look at their first two years in the league. 
Mm. And, you know, you look at, you know, the Greek freak, he was really thin and, you know, undernourished and, you know, he's not what he is now, a finished product. Remember, the Greek right. freak is now just finished his 10th season. Mobley just finished his second season. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the fans are like, oh, you know, hey, Mobley, they're disappointed. I'm not because I, I see the long game with Mobley. Yeah. He's definitely in the right track. Now, he's not putting up Tim Duncan type numbers where like today on NBA radio, uh, Sam Mitchell from NBA XM radio was kind of dissing Mobley saying he's no Tim Duncan and, you know, Cleveland, you know, pump your brakes and all this kind of stuff. But I don't I don't compare him to Tim Duncan, who, you know, was the number one pick in the draft, who was, a you know, a top probably 15 player of all time. But Mobley is a, you know, all perennial all star type player, a potential all NBA player. So I like the way he's trending, but I'm not going to compare him to, you know, Tim Duncan, an all time great, especially after year two. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that as well as far as Duncan is concerned. But the issue is this. People forget Tim Duncan played four seasons at Wake Forest after coming out of high school. So if you align Tim Duncan and Evan Mobley up, Evan Mobley realistically would only be a sophomore in college moving forward. So he wouldn't be this all superstar, all everything. But him coming in playing right now and averaging about 17, 18 points a game shows tremendous growth. So I'm with it. And that leads us to our next question. The kid made first team all defense. The first guy since 1997, i.e. like Tate said, Tim Duncan. Fellas, is he an all defensive player every year moving forward consistently? BP, is he that guy? Is 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 Mobley an all-defensive player for the Cavs? Oh, yeah. In fact, you know, his first year, he was – he. I think he shocked the NBA. I remember they played a game at Atlanta, and he was blocking Trey Young going to the basket, DeAndre Hunter, you know, even like Clint Capella. I mean, these guys were shocked at how quick Mobley was. And, you know, even though he's thin, he's very quick off his feet. Mm. And uh, he's quick with like that second jump. So – I think, you know, I think he will definitely be Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, when you see guys like Marcus Smart winning Defensive Player of the Year, you know, mm. I, Mobley is a lot better and a much more of a game disruptor than a guy like Marcus Smart or a guy like Brooke Lopez. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think also, you know, the fact Jared Allen's out there is also sort of taking away some of the rebounds and some of the block shots and some of the, you know, deflections. So, again, I think Mobley's stats, if he was on a worse team, would be even more, you know, more impressive and more inflated. So I definitely think he's on the right track. Great points, BP, man. I'm digging it. Tate, first team all defense, first guy since 97 and Duncan to do it. Are we going to see this year after year after year with Evan Mobley? Yeah, I think I read, man, he's the first calf since uh, Bobby Fields in one of the, the late 90s seasons to make an NBA all defensive team for the Cavs. Yes. And and Larry Nance Sr. was on there back in back in the day, a little before Bobby Fields. For but sure. yeah, I think I think Evan Mobley is definitely a perennial all defensive player. Um, you know, he made in his second year. You could argue he probably could have been in consideration last year. Mm. His first year, he should probably should have won rookie of the year. He got hurt towards the end of the year. And uh the kid from Toronto snuck in there, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, yeah. Snuck in there and got it. But all year long, the first First 70 games of his rookie season, Evan Mobley was rookie of the year. Yeah. But I think he's definitely perennial on defense. I liken his skills and his defensive his defensive skill set to – you remember how Kevin Garnett used to play? Yeah, when he first I, hit Minnesota. I, I, yeah. I, see a, I see a lot of Kevin Garnett defensively and Evan Mobley. Mm. The only thing, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, is that is that that intensity and mentality that Garnett played with took mm. it to an even, even another level. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Evan Mobley's gonna make all defensive teams just because he's a great defensive player. Correct. But if he if, if he had a, had a, a, a mentality tweak, you know what I mean, an intensity uh, injection, mm. and could be that guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think I think the issue is he's got to figure out that he really is the alpha male in the room. I think without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, we got Donovan Mitchell, but Mobley has the potential to lead all the men. And that was the mentality that Kevin Garnett had. Kevin Garnett led men. It didn't matter who was on his team. He was going in there with the mentality, we're going to win every night, and you're not better than me. So I, I think I, that's I, that's what we're looking for, you know? I agree. I mean, think about he carried those Minnesota teams yeah. to the Western Conference final. Could never, could never, could never get to get over the mountaintop and get to the finals. But he carried a, a whole bunch of uh, no-name guys. I can't remember who maybe the best guy he played with was during that time. I remember earlier Marbury was there, but they didn't do anything. I'm talking about when Minnesota was really good, winning 55, 60 games a year, and Kevin Garnett was carrying them. And even when he came to Boston, Boston had been Paul Pierce's team. Correct. But Kevin Garnett came there, and he was, like you said, he was the leader. Mm-hmm. He he didn't lead by numbers, even though he put up decent numbers, great numbers. Mm-hmm. But Paul Pierce and Ray Allen got the spotlight because they were scoring baskets. Correct. But Garnett was the anchor of that defense. He made Kendrick Perkins uh, a force on defense, also playing next to him at the five spot. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I just I just think I see so many similarities in game style of play between Evan Mobley and Kevin Garnett. And we get well, Evan Mobley can develop that. That 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 baseline jumper, that turnaround jumper, yeah, from elbow in, in all around the all around the court, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, for sure. Hey fellas, so he had a user ratings of twenty point one. You know, those are numbers that if you're not really a numbers guy, you don't really understand what's going on. So I need you guys to break down a little bit of what that user ratings of twenty point one stands for. Tate, I'm gonna talk with you first, man. What are we really saying when this guy has a user rating of twenty point one? Well, um, it, it, it's, it's just it's just how, how much how much you have the ball, like how much the ball goes through you, how much you have it, whether you're dribbling, where you catch your catches in the post, you're kicking it out, your assist. It's like you said about the pies. Everything really combined together offensively. Correct. And like I said. Donovan Mitchell this past year had a usage rate of usage rate of close to 27, almost 28%. Darius Garland was like 23.6, and Mobley was down at 20. Hmm. For the for the Cavs to be their absolute best, Evan Mobley's gonna need to be their best player. Yeah, agree. You know what agree. I mean? And he, and he has all the potential because he, he's a, he's a seven foot one big that can do everything. Yeah. And we talked about his three point shooting that needs to get better. But if you look at his form, he has the form. Mm. He shot like 65, 66% on free throws. I think he needs to get that up to around 75% consistently. I mm. think he can do that because he has to stroke. The mechanics are good. Mm. Same thing with the three. He just has to continue to work on it, continue to work on it. And when he does that, and he's and he's the Cavs' best player, don't have to score the most points. Has to get his has to get his rebounds. Has to be has to be a has to be a factor. You know how the you know how the best player on the team makes everybody else better around him. Yeah, correct, correct. He needs to be that guy. For real, for real. BP, use of ratings, 20.1, had a lower three-point percentage. We talked about it a little bit, but what does Mobley got to do? And what does that 20.1 really mean to you as a Cavaliers fan? Well, 
when you look at the usage rating leaders in the NBA, it's all these guys that are all dominant guys. So, you know, John Grant, you know what I mean? Uh, James Harden, you know, Trey Young. So you're, you're never, Mobley is, you know, you already got Donovan Mitchell, you got Darius Garland. So he's third option. He could be the so top tier. Uh, but, you know, you want, you want him more involved. And I, that's why I always talk about the shots. You know, mm. in the beginning of the Cavs season, Mobley was only getting about eight shots a game. I called local Cleveland radio and complained. I said, this is not good enough. He's got to get right. 14 shots a game. I think somebody at the Cavs was listening. Because then his game yeah. started getting more shots. Yeah. He was being featured more. And then his game, you know, he improved to, you know, 16 and a half points a game. But, you know, it was a learning process because of Donovan Mitchell. Remember, he brought in an all-NBA player right in September. He wasn't even here for July or training camp. You know, it was pretty a pretty late addition. So I think, Good you know, point. the guys were kind of learning on the fly how to play with him and how to gel with Donovan Mitchell. But, you know, we all agree that Evan Mobley is a rising star. You know, he's a great guy. You know, he's malleable. You know, he can be molded on how the Cavs want to mold him. Mm. And I think, you know, He's got a great future ahead of him. But yeah, I think his usage rate will pick up as he starts shooting more of those, you know, turnaround jumpers, those elbow jumpers. And his jumper looks good from there, you know, yeah. around you know, the 10 foot, 12 foot mark. You know, I am a little bit skeptical of his three point shooting, but around the elbow and the mid mid range, he does look good. And obviously he's seven foot tall, so he's shooting down on the basket. Yeah, correct. So. But I think, you know, also, and you know, you and Tate brought this point up, strength and conditioning will help improve his shot for sure. So Evan Mobley, if you're listening, it's time to become a gym rat, buddy. You got to get in there and you got to get bigger, stronger, and faster. Your body is growing. You're turning to that grown man body. Let's get the work in and put it in for this next season for the Cavs. Hey, so this is the hard question that we were going to talk about tonight with the show. Is Jared Allen the downside of Mobley? Does Mobley fit better at the five? Or should he be the four? Or does he need, like I'll take, you made a great point. Kevin Garnett in Boston, Kendrick Perkins was the bully. He was the thug. He was the enforcer. Garnett rim rocked all the time. Do we need to move Jared Allen and bring a guy that can make Mobley's skill set improve? Tate, I'm going to start with you. What is your feelings about Jared Allen with Evan Mobley? That's a good That's a good analysis, Big G. That's a good comp, man. Um. The whole walk, well, I'm not brought it up initially, Kendrick Perkins, Kevin Garnett. But no, yeah, I mean, I think Evan Mobley is better without Jared Allen, but mm -hmm. only because Jared Allen is not that guy. Mm -hmm. If Jared Allen was a guy like Kendrick Perkins was, a guy that was a that that was a thumper, like mm -hmm. we were saying football for a hard hit middle linebacker, yeah. somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna be that big body and bang people and stuff, keep Evan Mobley clean essentially. Yeah, let him play more help defense. Take on, take on the big centers like Embiid and Jokic. Yeah, Evan Mobley's game will flourish. Yeah, he works well with Jared Allen because they're both, they're both uh, playing the dunker spot on the baseline. They can both do that. They both catch alley oops. Mm -hmm. They both are are great help side defenders. And Jared Allen tries his hardest against some of those bigger bodies. Yeah. But we saw to him, saw what happened to him in the New York Knicks series in the playoffs against bodied Mitchell up. Robinson. Yeah, bodied up. Yeah. I mean, both Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle was taking it to him. 
And because they know he's staying in for and he doesn't have that mentality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People want to underestimate how much mentality is such a critical component in competition. Agreed. Great. You know point. what I mean? Yeah. We talk about being a dog, but you really got that dog in you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't not be a dog and just say, oh, tomorrow I'm gonna be a dog. You can't do that. Yeah. Agreed. So I think I think Jared Allen lacks that dog, not for any fault of his own, just because of his make, just because of his makeup. Because yeah. of a D, because of his DNA, because of who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would like to see. I mean, I'm not saying you gotta move Jared Allen right now. I think Evan Mobley will be at his best when he's free to be that guy in the front line and just have a guy next to him that's doing the dirty work. Yeah. Agree. Great points, Tate. BP, man, talk to me a little bit. Does Jared Allen help or hurt? Evan Mobley's uh, maturity and becoming a maybe a five versus a four in today's NBA game. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, I, I prefer if Jared Allen stays on the team along with uh, Evan Mobley. Remember, Evan Mobley is listed at 215 pounds. You know, that's that's less than, you know, you know, a lot of how people. Much, how, much, how, how much does Jared Allen weigh? More than that. So <laughs> They both skinny. They both I mean, Evan Mobley, he's going to – I want to see him have a long career. And I don't – you know, just like Anthony Davis doesn't like playing the five either. Yeah, you know? agree. You know, these star players don't want to play the five. Even LeBron doesn't want to go down on the block. He wants to be out there handling the ball. Hmm. So, you know, you got to have some guy do the dirty work. I'd rather Evan Mobley, you know, doesn't, doesn't have all the dirty work on his plate where, you know, Jared Allen – and remember, Jared Allen's making a pretty modest salary at $20 million a year for hmm. – the NBA, you're going to see the salaries start to go crazy. $50 million a year salaries. Yeah. In fact, Damon Lillard's about to make about $60 million. Yeah. You know, the salaries are going astronomical with the new uh, CBA. Yeah. So, really, Jared Allen at $20 million a year, he's locked in for like four more years. You know, I kind of like him sticking around. I like how they played big-to-big passing. You know, here mm. in Cleveland, they call them Tower City. Yeah, how low? High, high, low, and low high for sure. Yeah. I mean, I like that game. And those are high percentages. You know, those, you know. There's nothing more high hey, percentage hey, than the dunk. Hey, hey, BP and Big G, I'm, I agree with BP, but the only thing I say is we need a guy that does what Jared Allen does better than Jared Allen does it. Mm. We need a bigger, stronger, protect. I said somebody to keep Evan Mobley clean. Same things he's, he's saying, but somebody's not going to get bullied by Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. Mm. Mm. I understand it. I understand there, it. There's a guy named Nas, Nas Reed. You know that could a guy like that could fit the bill. He plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Out of LSU, I remember him. He's yeah. a big bruiser, you know, but he's talented. I've seen him like you know bring some major dunks over people's heads. Like this guy yeah. can really bring it. But you know he's going to be a free agent. He's going to get twenty million a year. He's you know so he's not going to be cheap. You know. Hey, hey, BP. What about the kid? I forgot his name. He played at college at Indiana. Plays plays for Denver now. Got traded from the Lakers. Well. Talking about Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant, you mentioned well, another day. I've mentioned yeah. in previous shows that he only makes, you know, two million a year. You know, he, he's with Denver. He doesn't even play for Denver. I'd like to bring that guy in as my backup mm-hmm. center. You know, that's an yeah. easy move. You know, that, yeah. I'd rather have him than than Brooke Lopez or Robin no. Robin Lopez, who's yeah. really right. didn't off the I agree. Nick. So the Cavs, you know, the Cavs have some you know figuring to do this off season. They need to you know bring in guys that can play in the playoffs, not just you know fifteen guys to sit on the bench. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Again, a guy like Thomas Bryant, a guy like Naz Reed, you know, even that Bismarck Bayumbo. Yeah. Phoenix Suns for, for, for Phoenix. 
Yeah, yeah like a, a guy that was a little bit of, you know, bruiser, you know, even like one of those so, Plumley brothers, you know, somebody like that. The so who, 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 who would be a guy that could not, not come off the bench? I agree with you. Who would, what, what would be the caliber of player we're talking about that could replace Jared Allen in the same, with the same type of role we're talking about? Somebody you have to pay a little more money. Let me ask you this. How would Draymond Green fit next to Evan Mobley? Mm, good good point, Tate. I mean, what do you think, don't BP? ask me because I'm not a Draymond Green fan. There's a lot of gray in his beard. I don't think, I don't think, I think his best years are, are out there in Golden State. But I think, I, I, I just, 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 you know, arch, archetype of the player we're talking about, I think somebody that can defend the five most nights, that can also play make for Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, and, and brings that brings that mentality we've been talking about. Same same thing we talked about when we were talking about the uh the kid from Memphis. What's his name? Jaron Jackson. No, 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 Dylan no, no. Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, yeah. Okay. That same type of player. I mean, Cleveland don't like Dylan Brooks either. He he hit Donovan Mitchell no, in his. No, I, I, would, in, in I his, would take his, I would take Dylan Brooks over Draymond Green based on the you know the age. Dylan Brooks is only twenty seven years old. He he fills the small forward role. He's tougher. No, I would take him. I just, you know, Draymond Green, you know, if he's on your team, you probably love the guy. Uh, that, that, that's, that, that's where I was going to go, BP. I think, I, think, I, think, I think some of that might, might, might be some of your disdain for Golden State and their players and the right. rivalry with the Cavs. But also, I mean, I don't want the guy's got to be 33, 34 years old. Everybody on Golden State now is 35 years old. So they, they, they are older, but I think, I think, I think if, you, if you could trade Jared Allen for Draymond Green, and Jared Allen, I mean, Draymond Green has a, a, a player option for a $28 million contract. Say Cleveland say, we'll trade you Jared Allen and something else for Draymond Green, and Draymond will give you two years, $40 million. You lose nothing. You're yeah. getting off Jared Allen money for the same money in a shorter deal for Draymond Green, and you're ready to compete for the championship right now. You know, Tate, those are great points as far as bringing in a guy who's going to be rough and tough to help. That kid, but I'll tell you a player that I would love to see the Cavs go after. You guys might not agree with me and say, nah, it's not going to work. But I love Steven Adams coming to Cleveland and playing five. If Steven Adams, because they're going to play big-to-big, high-low basketball anyway, and Steven Adams would be a guy that I actually could think could come and help mature Mobley and move him forward as far as the progression of playing basketball. I just like that guy. I, I saw what he did for Jaron Jackson in Memphis. And I think if you add a, col a caliber of player like a Steven Adams at the five position, I think it benefits us as a team. Um, what are your thoughts about having Steven Adams? Well, yeah, I don't disagree with you, but that's that's the same thing we've been saying. We need a guy that does what Jared Allen does better than Jared Allen does it. Yeah. And Steven Adams does all those things. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's a leader. He gets physical down the paint. In the, on the block, yeah, you know what I mean. He's played. He's played with young players already, so he knows how to mentor. He's played with. He's played with with Russ when KD left. He had them in the help get them to the playoffs. Yeah, he's played with John Morant. He before he got traded from New Orleans, he's over there playing with our Brandon Ingram. Correct. So Correct. yeah, I, I I think I think he's a good fit for, for what we're talking about. BP, I just, I, I just don't know his availability. Yeah, correct. BP, how would you like to send a guy? Maybe bring Steven Adams in and maybe send Jared Allen packing to help develop Evan Mobley. What do you what are your thoughts about that? 
I'd have to look at the ages of Steven Adams. I think he's an older player now. So I, I personally would rather have Jared Allen mm. than maybe, you know, just but bring in like a better, like a more physical uh, backup power forward or backup center. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I think Steven Adams, he was also injured a lot. He's, you know, he, he missed a good part of the season. He actually hurt Memphis's season because, you know, they didn't have, they, they missed him for like the last 30 games of the year. So he's for had sure. some injury problems. And Steven, I think he's getting up there in age a little bit. Steven Adams is 29. Yeah, well, he's getting up there. That's for basketball age. I mean, but I don't, I don't, I don't love him, but that's just my opinion. But, you know, I, I, I think, it, you know, Jared Allen's taking a, a a lot of hard knocks here because of his play against the Knicks, but you know it was a bad matchup for the Cavs all the way around. They were bullied at every position. Yeah, so I'm not ready to give up on Jared Allen yet. That's just okay. my opinion. You get you get you get bullied at every position when you don't have a guy to 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 to, to hold you accountable in your locker room or on your sideline. Somebody yeah. say, "Hey, guy, we can't let these dudes punk us like this," or whatever it is they say. They don't say they don't say it so so nicely as I just did. They're probably using some explicit explicitives. Mm. But Jared Allen's only 24, so he's you know a pretty young guy. I'm not he's not a superstar, but you know he's still got some you know miles left on him, and I think he's going to learn from this New York Knicks experience. Mm. I, I I don't I don't disagree, and we'll we'll see. But if 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 Kobe Altman made the move, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, no. because we keep talking about the age. Jared Allen is 24. That's contract. I mean, he's a young player. But Donovan Mitchell's 26, Garland's 23, Mobley's going to be 22. They're our young core. Yeah. Allen is the addition to the young core. But if we can get a couple of veterans in and win right now, what yeah. we want to do? Donovan yeah. Mitchell's under contract for two more years. Yeah. Four-year player option. Yeah. We need to win right, do everything we can do to win right now. And I don't know that Jared Allen is necessarily part of that recipe. He's a good player. He's good for the team. But if you can find another piece as a general manager that puts you over the top now, I think you go for that. Because they're ready to win. Yeah, Draymond Green is old. But if you add Draymond Green to that lineup, they're ready to win now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those are all valid points that we brought up as far as the changes. Because the issue is, and Tate, you're exactly right. And BP, you're exactly right. The young core, young three guys that we have, we need to make sure that we put exemplary leadership and veteran guys that may need so long in the tooth that they're not helpful, but can come in and help us right now. I'm not ready to give up on Jared Allen either, but if the Cavs want to win, that might be a piece that we have to move. Hey, so we're going to get to our final thoughts concerning Evan Mobley this evening and what you guys think moving forward. What's the limit? What do you need to see him do for next season? And how do you think this thing is going to pan out for the 2023-2024 NBA season? BP, I'm going to start with you. What's going on with Evan Mobley and your final thoughts concerning this basketball player for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that, like, in, in Evan Mobley's first year, he played 69 games out of 82. This year, he played 79 games out of 82. So he was very durable. So mm. I got to give him credit on that. In fact, I mentioned on NBA radio, uh, you know, back in like the wintertime around January that I'd rather have Evan Mobley on my team than Zion Williamson. And the reason is because yeah. he's, he's available. You know, Zion's always hurt. So even though yeah. he's, you know, got a much higher ceiling, Zion Williamson, and he scores like 25 a game, Mobley is there for every game. And he's playing, you know, offense and defense. So that's my thought where, you know, I do yeah. really like Mobley. He's a super nice guy. 
my biggest thing with him, he's got to get like stronger and also mentally stronger, mentally tougher and get more dog in him. He's got to be more of a dog. I think he's just too, you know, just inherently nice. And this mm. NBA is, you know, nice guys finish last. You know, he's got to be yeah. tough. So, yeah. but I do love his potential, you know, on, you know, to be an all-around player, to be a top, you know, potentially a top 15 player in the NBA. And uh, I think, you know, these are the type of guys that take you to the top. You know, these six foot 10, six foot 11 guys like Jason Tatum, the Greek freak, Kevin Garnett, you know, Kevin Durant. This is the kind of Anthony Davis, LeBron James. These are the kind of guys that take you a long way in today's NBA. Yeah, for sure. Tate, what's going on with him? What does he got to do to propel us? And your final thoughts concerning Evan Mobley. Man, I agree with a lot of what BP said. The only thing I would disagree with is, you, you, like we said already earlier in the, in the pod, you can't turn on dog. You can't turn it on. Turn on dog. So he has yeah. to just he has to just be better, better all around. Better, you know, just work, work on the, work on the fundamentals more. Work yeah. on your jump shot more. You know, be, be more assertive is different than dog, right? Assertive yeah. is just, is just inside the game, just uh, taking more shots, having more confidence in yourself, you know, like that. Um, far as, far as my take on Evan Mobley, man, I think, uh, kind of like we said earlier, Evan Mobley and like what BP said. Evan Mobley can be a top top 10 player in the league. I'll go higher wow. than top 15. Wow. He can be top 10. And yeah. that archetype is is what wins games, right? Yeah. I mean, like BP said, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, that 6'10, six, 6'11, six, six, long, uh, long players that can they can do multiple things. Yeah. The yeah. Greek freak, Giannis, even, even the kid uh in Denver that plays with Jokic, I'm talking about Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. He's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, mm. Really not good on defense, really good on offense. Yeah. But yeah, Evan Mobley, like I said earlier, in order for the Cavs to be at their best, Evan Mobley needs to be the Cavs' best player. And you don't, you don't measure that statistically every year. You just measure it in, in impact on the game. I think that that's what Pi was. Player impact effect. That's what Pi was. For sure. But but we need Evan Mobley to just impact the game more. His numbers 16 and 9. I think next year we see those go up to 20 and 11. Yeah. 21 and 11 for sure. That would that would be good. I mean maintain getting better in the defensive end and being more vocal in the defensive end. You're the defensive leader, not Jared Allen. Jared Allen's the anchor, but Evan Mobley, you're the defensive leader. So I need you to be, be get get even better, not be better. Get better because you're already great. Get better on defense. Be more assertive. I don't need you to be a dog. We need to bring a dog in. I mean, and Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell is the engine that makes the offense go with Darius Garland. So really, he can just you know he can just just be a, a stat packer right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I think he probably should be able to make an All Star game next year. Yeah. Yeah. I know we was talking talking uh off air, Big G. You want to see him make all NBA. I think that's a big jump for a third-year player. But I think all-star game for me is the measure in that regard. But yeah. to hear to hear more about Evan Mobley and what we all think about him, check this out on, on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, the audio. For sure, for sure. Hey, 
as we get to it, I'm calling on it. Evan Mobley, first, second, or third All-NBA. We need you to jump, guy. You have the potential to be the leader of the Cavs locker room for the next five years. And you have also have the potential to propel us to go far in the playoffs. And even if you have the right formula with you, we could win a championship. So, Mobley, I'm looking for great things for you moving for next season. Hey, so as we close out, final thoughts, any last things from BP or Tate that you guys want to speak on before we go? I just want to let the people know, man, real quick, that BP can go. I'm sorry, BP. Let the people know that our next breakdown will be on Jared Allen. We've talked a lot about Jared Allen during this pod, but we'll talk about, we'll break him down, his 2022-2023 season, his effect on that season, how he let us down in the playoffs, and going into next year, what he needs to do to make the cast better. For sure. BP, any last thing you want to throw up to the crowd as they're listening about yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, this isn't about the Cavs, but it's about the NBA. Since we've been talking about Mobley, an uh, up-and-coming big guy, the, the NBA draft lottery is coming up this Tuesday night. Yes. I want to encourage all of our listeners and viewers to check it out. I think it's going to be exciting to see where the French sensation, Victor Wambanyana, is going to end up. So that's going to be this Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, the NBA draft lottery. And this guy's seven foot four. He's supposed to be the best prospect since LeBron James. Wow. I'm super excited to see where he ends up. I predicted at the beginning of the season he was going to end up on the Houston Rockets. You know, you know, wink, wink. Ooh. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, you know, hey. Yeah. I'll ask a question, BP. You said Houston Rockets, but didn't the Detroit Pistons have the worst record in basketball this year? No, the – they changed the draft lottery the last few years now. They all, they all have 14% chance. They yeah. have a 14% chance. Bottom three so, teams have a 14% chance, and that is Detroit, Houston, and San Antonio. So it'll be fascinating to see where the NBA Wow, is. what if they get to, get to Detroit? All the teams in the East are getting good fast, man. Yeah. I mean, I think New York is around to stay. Maybe Miami falls off. We're talking playoff basketball now. Maybe Miami falls off because they're getting a little long in the tooth. But, man, they're so grit, grit and grind, you know what I mean? But BP, I never asked you this, man. And we talk about this all the time around Know It All's podcast and stuff like that. And check out the Know It All's podcast on YouTube. We talk about all kinds of different sports. I'm gonna give BP a question. We often debate on the Know It All's because I want his take on this one, BP. You ready for it? Oh yeah. Who's the GOAT? Jordan or LeBron? I'm gonna wait to see how the rest of this NBA season. Come goes. on, BP, give <laughs> me something. <laughs> no, but after last night. And I'm telling you, LeBron James put on the show last night. Yes, sir. I think I think Michael Jordan was like, turn that TV off early. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. And I think hey, he was pissed. LBJ is moving. In, I mean, if he's not the guy, he, he's moving real close to be the I guy. Mean, 38 years old, he led that fast break last night. When he, you know, coast to coast, he gave that no-look pass to Hachimura for the dunk. And he looked like he was a 25-year-old kid running the yeah. break. It yeah. looked like it, it looked like Mag it looked like Magic Johnson and James Worthy forty years ago. Yeah, and I was yeah. thinking to myself, this guy's thirty-eight. I think he can play to forty-two to forty-five years old. At hey, least yeah. forty-two. Forty-two. That's only hey. four years. He's gonna hey, be playing until hey. he's forty-two and pat and maybe beyond. Hey, and Big G. I love him. Yeah, 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 for sure. I agree with everything BP said. Bron's gonna be around for another three years for sure. Yeah. I think I think he he'll be close to that fifty thousand mark. You include his playoff points; he's already at fifty thousand points. Yeah, yeah. But Big sure. G, I sent I sent a I sent a a, a topic in, the, in our chat, know it all chat last night. I ain't hear nothing back. 
you know, from 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 our from our homie know it all mod. Man, LeBron has been to the Eastern Conference Final 12 times, in the conference finals 12 times in his 20-year career. Mm. Jordan was eight and fifteen. Yeah. That's around the same percentage. Yeah. Uh, but I think Jordan, Jordan played on more losing teams than LeBron has. Yeah. And LeBron's 20 years in Jordan 15. And tell me what Jordan was doing at age 38. Did he ever look like LeBron looking that game last night, carrying a team in a game seven to the to the to the conference finals? Nah, uh, Michael Jordan looked like he should be carrying water bottles in for the rest of the players and sitting on that 15, 16 spot on the bench. But look, but that speaks to the longevity of LeBron James, man. I mean, and I know we, it's the Cavs show, but we, that speaks to the longevity of LeBron James. We, we, we Le, LeBron is always Cavs, man, so you can talk about him. But with that longevity, the, the other fact you got to mention is consistency. Correct, correct. Go 19, tw tw 20 years, 19 All-Star games, 19 All-NBA teams in his career. Yeah. 20 years. Only year he didn't make it was his rookie year. Yeah. Go cheese. LBJ, go cheese for sure. Hey, fellas, we're going to wrap it up and get out of here. We thank all of our listeners, all of our viewers, everybody that checked us out on Stitcher, who checked us on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Cavaliers, and I'll say it as we go. Let's go Cavs. 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 Let's go Cavs.